In the end, we're all humans. We all need someone to lean on. We don't have to prove our self-worth to others. Let's help one another. Welcome to Brave. Learn from Southeast Asia's best tech leaders. Build the future, learn from our past, and stay human in between. No BS on success. I'm Jeremy Au, venture capitalist, Sierra founder, Harvard MBA, science fiction nerd, and dad of two daughters. Every week, we debate startup news, interview changemakers, answer listener questions, and share personal insights. Join our movement of over 40,000 members and get transcripts, resources, and community at www.bravesea.com. Stay well and stay brave. Are you expanding or launching a business in the Philippines? Ensuring your employees' good health is key to attracting and retaining top talent. That's where Hive Health comes in, especially for startups and small to medium-sized businesses. They specialize in providing top quality and hassle-free healthcare plans tailored to your workplace. Learn more at www.ourhivehealth.com. I was hanging out with my wife and she started laughing about something she read on the phone. So I asked her what she was and she told me about misery poker. Have you ever heard of it? It's an interpersonal game that we can sometimes unwittingly play. Bad things happen to us, so we share about them. And we share about them in the context of friends. Yet, in a group of friends, we end up trading tales of misery as though we were comparing our cards in a high-stakes game of poker. You were late at work. John had a bad performance review. Sarah's project is behind schedule. Timothy's grandma is sick. Michael is unwell. It's this spiraling game where the winner is arguably the most miserable. At a certain level, it's understandable. When someone is sad, you want to empathize with some level of sadness. So if someone is disclosing some level of vulnerability, then you also want to disclose some level of vulnerability in order to put everybody together in that shared space. It's human to bend to your friends. It's human to empathize. And it's human for a few kind words to tide us over. So it's entirely understandable for us to empathize with each other in small circles and share about the truths that we're facing and the difficulties that we are looking to overcome. However, what's funny about the term misery poker is that it reflects a deeper sensation that our society is turning into a breeding ground for such misery poker games. We see this in the newspapers and the magazines that we're reading, sharing about both the goods, the wins, but also the struggles that people have. We see this accelerated on social media where there are both stories of triumphs, but also stories of vulnerability. When I reflect on this, there are three major factors that have contributed to this increase of the competitive nature of misery. The first is a broader cultural shift in expressing struggle. It's become more acceptable to be vulnerable and share personal struggles. As a result, this is a positive shift because it encourages people to be open and get support where you can. We've moved away from a society where we don't want to acknowledge the struggle towards a place where many people are open to share their struggle. The second is the rise of social media and the rise of validation-seeking behavior. Social media platforms have created an environment where everybody can be a creator and a broadcaster of your own feelings and content. Yet, these platforms are optimized for engagement. Engagement as a result is most often driven by extreme aspects of lives, whether it's exceptionally good or bad. This actually generates two aspects. The most obvious one is that this public display can set a benchmark for what is considered a noteworthy misery that is engaging and compelling for the person listening to it. For example, over a decade ago, 
I would complain on Facebook if I was struggling at school. Today, there's much more of a performative aspect because there's a better awareness that there's a much larger audience that will happen because of the algorithms. The secondary aspect of a platform that drives engagement is that the platforms incentivize engaging content. Sharing personal challenges can be a way to seek that content engagement that the platforms want. This has created the economics for competitive narratives of hardship. Platforms incentivize the spread of engaging content that will drive eyeballs. Creators look at what's performing well and what's not performing well. Thirdly, there is a corresponding shift of community support structures. We all understand the increasing pace and pressure of modern life, which is stressful. At the same time, traditional community support structures like extended families or knowing your neighbor or local tribes have become less prevalent. 30 years ago, 55% of American males reported having at least six close friends. Today, only 27% have that number of close friends. This is more than a 50% drop. In fact, 15% of men have no close friendships at all, a five-fold increase since 1990. Women have witnessed a friendship decline too, but it has been far less pronounced. In 1990, 41% of women said they had six or more close friends. 10% of women today report having no close friends. This data from Gallup and American Perspectives show that this is data is at a population level but these findings are even more pronounced for young people today. Young people today are most engaged with the social media platforms. Personally, I have no issue with the increased cultural openness to vulnerability. It's the commercialization of validation-seeking behavior, as well as the corresponding drop in community support that bothers me most. So what do we do about it? Structurally, it's about building and participating in communities that uplift each other. Look for communities that emphasize genuine empathy, collaboration, and progress. Personally, when a friend is miserable, it's about listening. It's about staying human in the personal space with close friends. It's about taking long walks with friends and building close relationships. It's about being mindful of the time and the incentives that shape social media platforms where there is a zero-sum commercial game for empathy. In the end, we're all humans. We all need someone to lean on. We don't have to prove our self-worth to others. Let's help one another. Thank you for listening to Brave. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We would also appreciate you leaving a rating or review head over to www.bravesea.com for member content, resources, and community. Stay well and stay brave.